0: I'm Ken Mako from Forest Hill, Maryland, supporter of the Manchester United, prettier than Jack Grealish, and the official daddy of all Arsenal and Everton fans. And you are listening to the DU Football Show. Uh, except for no going so well for you right now, Manchester no. United. They, uh, you know, very charitable. Them gave an Australian manager their first one in the Premier League. Uh, I was going to say, they, they're, the, they're the official, uh, you know who their daddy is, is fucking Tottenham. That's right. Let's start the show.
1: In the land of Bowie, Maryland, bred to be a fan of fucking Everton Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Ray J, the fucking Gooner Graham, smells of a lord, looks great in shorts. Sam, Sam Graham. Sam Graham.
0: Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show. A completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and over there doing his best fucking flock of seagulls, my co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how we doing, buddy? Uh, two and two, baby. Yeah, you doing all right, huh? Two for two. Loving yeah. it. Took, Absolutely took, loving it. Took, took, took a little liberty with the referee today. help you out there. push you the uh,
2: finish line. Was not help. It was a clear penalty, <laughs> and the other one was
0: not. Okay. Very good. Which will come on to. Yeah, yeah. well, if that's the case, then, you know, that, uh, that penalty uh, for... Uh, for liverpool then i mean that was definitely not a penalty then if we go by that I, rationale. S- I said it was soft
3: <laughs>
2: i
0: said that that was soft last week we're recording at the du public house such as outside the nation's capital you can check us out on all podcast platforms please be sure to rate subscribe review and share with a footballing friend and of course we're going live every single monday night and should you want to chat with us mr graham tell the good people how they can get in touch
2: absolutely it's at D U football show and all the social media and do football show at uh
0: gmail.com to get in touch via email uh which reminds me we had a really good email from keith that i never talked about before uh i was gonna do it on the big 20 for 20 show and totally fucking forgot to so we're gonna pull that up real quick go ahead and fill for me for a moment there mr graham while i pull it up
2: i like how uh all the tottenham fans were saying pasta clog who to make fun of manchester united mm-hmm. like who are you who are and you <laughs> all right it's pretty funny
0: are you ready yeah uh from keith kern i uh won't be driving my happy ass down to the studio but i thought i'd send you an email ahead of the new season i'm looking forward to more unbelievably bad play uh parlays producer mel misreading kitty's adventures and picks graham being annoyingly arsenal centric. Houston telling us how good DCL is when he's healthy, as he's recovering from yet another injury. There's some foreshadowing this time to his cheekbones. <laughs> Listening to Pat's email be read while he's sleeping, uh, I'd I'd watch the live stream, but then I wouldn't be able to enjoy the show on my long commute. Uh, Houston and Graham, I can t- can let you know how it feels to watch you play Champions League football this season. So very good, yeah you know houston graham and i i'm misreading the hell out of this i'm uh, out of uh, you're, the time you're as good a cold reader as well you
4: want me to read it i'm the best cold <laughs> reader in the business
0: no i didn't <laughs> sure you are and uh i'll keep my calendar open for the du live event uh your favorite listener in frederick keith keith very well done that was a good email oh. it took a while to get there you know but i <laughs> can't read I, I just can't read well, it would also be good if I didn't do it off my phone, you know, which yeah. is what you do all the time, and that doesn't particularly go well ever. What are you talking about? Sam, myself, Pope, work in the wine and spirit industry, and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So is the red-blooded Americans we have out have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. We had this a few years ago, but I think it's worth uh, talking about again. What are we drinking tonight, Mr. Graham?
2: Uh, this is the Rye 3 Whiskey 14-Year-Old Light Whiskey. Mm-hmm. It It is uh, bottled exclusively for the syndicate. Uh, no, this is actually just all of you. Mm-hmm. It's not the syndicate. This is just all of you, which is awesome. Uh, one of my favorite stores, obviously. And uh, love, me and Justin have very similar palettes of whiskey. So anything I buy from Nair is typically pretty spot on.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Uh, it is a cash strength, as I said, 63.7% by volume. Uh, it is not around anymore. They've sold it all. So that is um um a unicorn now. Yep. It is delicious.
3: Yeah.
0: So, uh, light whiskey, to explain what that is versus regular whiskey. In order to be a rye, wheat, bourbon, single malt, what have you, you cannot be distilled over 160 proof. Correct. Uh, Because if you distill over that, you are losing characteristics that make it a full-fledged whiskey. Now, if you're making a vodka or a gin, you're producing a grain-neutral spirit, right? right? Which is produced at 190 proof, because you want it to have no No characteristics characteristics, exactly and what is in between is a light whiskey because it's not a full-blown whiskey it's not a grain neutral spirit right so there's a little bit of softness and sweetness to it there's no rules on the type of wood you have to age a light whiskey in and typically light whiskies are done for two things the most common seagram seven yep it is a simple mixing whiskey just something you make a seven and seven with it does the trick it's inexpensive and it, and it checks all the spots, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing that it's used for is to give blended bourbons backbone. Right. Like, so what we honestly have here, this is from MGP, this, bo- this it's a fucking 14-year-old Seagram's. Right. Is essentially what it is, because it was distilled and made for the Seagram's company. But then, of course, Seagram's didn't need all the whiskey, hence those barrels got sold. Yep. It's a lot of where MGP made their business because they used to be exclusively a Seagram's producer. That's yeah. what they did, and Seagram's frankly just doesn't sell the way it used to back in the day. Right, pretty much. But, but it's freaking delicious. This bottle. There's a, a a lot of honeysuckle, um,
2: kind of butterscotch to it. Ton of honeysuckle. I really honey enjoy suck. this bottle of whiskey. Mm.
0: It's a it's a little hot, but that's to be expected because it's a light whiskey. Uh, The ice really kind of mellows it down. Mellows it out a little bit, yeah, for sure. Great hot day whiskey. Oh, yeah. A light whiskey is a great, great, great hot day whiskey.
2: Especially because now I wouldn't do it with this because it is so good on its own. But light whiskey is great with 7-Up, great with Sprite, Mm -hmm. great with ginger ale. It's a perfect thing for that. And it wasn't terribly expensive because light whiskeys are less money to make.
0: Right. It's not new oak right off the jump. It's not new oak. You're using which is a used one of the barrel. biggest expenditures of
2: a bottle of whiskey. Is Absolutely having to use case. a brand new barrel.
0: Yep. And but next
2: week I'll have the bottle with me that I forgot to bring this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, very good. <laughs> which is it, why we got stuck with this. It, well,
0: isn't it nice that you could just turn around in my closet and go? Well, what what do we feel like drinking tonight? Oh yeah.
2: I mean, it's 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 nice to turn around and go shit. I forgot the bottle I wanted to do. Let's just pull out another amazing single barrel that we just happen to have right. between us. Houston just has
0: a fuck ton in his closet. Mm-hmm. If you look over Mr. Graham's shoulder on the live stream where, yeah, that's, that is where all the magic is. Lots and lots of magic in there. There you go. All right. What else should we always do? Mr. Always Graham? remember to drink responsibly. I will not be doing that tomorrow night while I'm in Portland. I can assure you of that. Good. You'll be on like four hours of sleep, mm-hmm. whole bunch of travel. Yeah, you need to do is add alcohol to the mix. I'll be, I'll be a mess on Thursday when I'm home. Have fun dealing with me, producer Mel. That is for damn sure. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into it, Mr. Graham. Let's do it. All right. We open at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as we see brilliance from one side uh, that we aren't necessarily sold on yet and left scratching our heads about the other side that we thought should be much better than they've actually started. Tottenham Hotspur two, Manchester United nil. Was this Spurs looked really good or was this United looked really bad? Uh, Both. And the reason Spur- I say
2: Spurs did look very good is that they actually played with a balanced, cohesive plan. Paul Stokoglu is known for his attacking style of football, his, you know, kind of quick counterattacks, his, you know relatively decent possession based i guess you'd say but um it's a lot more uh exciting than uh what i saw referred to antonio conte as which is absolutely hysterical the parmesan mm-hmm. polis <laughs> 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 Uh, if you remember the old Stoke manager, Tony Pulis, and uh, yeah. cr- former Crystal Palace as well, uh, how defensive-minded he was and everything.
0: Tony, Tony Pulis is why there is the, but can you do it on a cold night <laughs> <ring> United <laughs> Stoke? No, 100%. Yeah. very much because of him. And also, noted, thorn in the side of Arsene Wenger oh, 100%, 100%. and uh, Arsenal.
2: But they... Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so somebody referred to him online as the Parmesan Pulis, which was very funny uh, is in terms of Conte. But Paul uh Big Ange is, is known for being the opposite of that, right. playing a bit more expansive and a bit more exciting. Now, Tottenham, obviously, there's a giant hurricane-shaped hole in that side. Yeah. And Son doesn't, I don't know, nobody knows, if he can do it as the main man. He's looked a little frustrated at first uh, in these first two games. Just things aren't quite clicking for him. Richarlison doesn't look like he's ever going to score a goal again at club yeah. level. And he's,
0: he's getting in and around the goal, but he's just not. It's just it not in. finishing. I don't know what it's about. The two of them and um, uh, why am I forgetting his name starts with a K. The other Kulishevsky. Kulishevsky. Yeah. It looks like the three of them are trying too hard to score.
2: Yes. They're not just letting the game come to them. They're doing it right. Way too much. The
0: three of them are really kind of forcing the issue. And what they got to realize is they got a great string puller behind him in Madison. <laughs> oh, yeah. Find the spots. He's going to get you the ball. Just
2: yeah, and, find spots. Well, the other thing that, that where I say Manchester United look very poor is Mason Mount's being played out of position. They spent a shit ton of money on it. He looks lost, doesn't know what he's doing, which leaves Casemiro to do all the work on his own. And he just can't do it all on his own anymore. So once Tottenham kind of realized that because the first 5-10 minutes was pretty back and forth to be honest I mean, Manchester United had some chances there, there was you know they can't seem to take a chance either though but once they realized that Madison just kind of had Casemiro's number and once he found those little pockets of space and recognized that Mount really wasn't tracking him either that he, he was able to just turn and drive into space and Casemiro can't keep up with him and he started pulling the strings and had some some very very defense unlocking balls uh mm-hmm. you know over the top to either wing and a couple of through balls that were
0: excellent and i think he had the hockey assist for the uh for the opening goal wow i would say the stars of this show of of the game for me was yves basuma and uh and Pepe, he Sar. was he was excellent, and Saar as the as but this the two a, but this holding the fielders. This is again what I'm saying, incredible. And we saw this against
2: Wolves. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought to myself, you know, a better team would pick Manchester United off here. And they did. And they did. And that's and exactly did. what happened here. But it was – Yves Basuma was excellent. He seemed to be all over the place. He looked like Casemiro 10 years ago.
0: Well, you, you know what? Eve's Basuma looked like Yves Basuma of Brighton. But we, what, what didn't – We never saw that with him last season. Correct.
2: What we had – because we didn't see him last season. Conte, uh, like, refused to play him for right. most of the year. It was all uh uh, uh Hoiberg. Hoiberg. Yeah. But what, what they did – and we saw the the flashes of this against uh, Wolves in the first – um. First week of the season, Tottenham were allowed to just march right down the middle of the field, yeah. essentially. Because Casemiro just became overrun, and it happened again. Yeah, and um, and Mount, Mount and th- and this is where you look. You look at at Saar, uh, uh, Sar, who scored the first goal again, late run into the box, just right down the center of the field, yeah. just cut like a hot butter through knife. Yep. It was it was very. You know, sim- I mean, he still had a lot to do. The ball came at him at pace, the cutback, but. Relatively easy finish for, for what you would expect Manchester United to, to give away as
0: opportunities. It, it was a, a bit ridiculous. I, I tend to wonder, I think you have to play Bruno or Mount, not both. Because Mount can, will try and put forth the effort to get back to try to defend. You know Bruno's not. You know? I can't wait until we're five or six games in, maybe six games in,
2: and he has his fifth yellow card all ready for descent and get suspended for a game. Yeah. <laughs> I I, you know what Manchester United he was like this back at sporting he was like this at Mm -hmm. every club he's ever been at he was just petulant and I I think it's it's time my opinion Manchester United got rid of the toxicity of Cristiano Ronaldo their results improved they've had a full preseason with actually no summer international stuff to do and this is how they start the season it seems a little pitiful i don't know if ten hogs just a bald fraud or if there's more toxicity in that dressing room than we realize it's and that's partially you know to him and um all i'm saying is they need a miracle manchester united they should go get one of those candles and then uh, break out into a number of, we don't talk about
0: Bruno. <laughs> that's
2: all <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Just, just
0: fucking encanto it up and get rid of him. <laughs> it has been completely unimpressive right now. From it's terrible. They have not looked it's, good. A, it's a terrible start. At all. I mean, that's, and for United supporters, you're justified in saying, you know what? We should have an outside shot at the title this year. We should be, comfortably third place we should get out of the group of champions league like this should be a team that should just be right in the fucking discussion yeah. right
2: what they should what they should and, have done was and, just sell the fucking club to the saudi <laughs> is what they should have done and because the glazers aren't going to do what they're supposed to do in the situation and the facilities are falling apart by by all accounts they should have. I'm not a fan of the sports washing thing. Don't get me wrong. Right. And I don't want Manchester United to be back because that hurts my boys. Right. But the for the fan base. You saw what's happened at Newcastle, and they haven't spent ridiculously. I mean, they've spent, don't get me wrong, beyond anything Mike Ashley would have done. Right. But they they haven't done, you know, what City did when they first uh, got bought up. It has
0: been a blend of old and new with Newcastle. But they've they used should, a lot of what they've had before. They should, I've heard them refer to the PIF posse.
3: <laughs> Public
0: <laughs> investment fund.
2: <laughs> the PIF that's, posse. That's pretty that's fucking That's pretty great. good. I do like uh, that. <laughs> um, but I... You, for the fans, that probably would have been the best thing that happened this summer. And I think you would have seen a massive clear out some of the dead weight getting done and then some actual investment in players that make sense. Uh, for Ten Hag, because it, it, it looks, again, like they, they're more worried about the commercial ability of
0: these players than they are f- making a football team work. I I hate to say, but it's you're right with the toxicity. It's Bruno Fernandez is now the toxic guy. Uh-huh. And there's always been a toxic guy, it seems, since Alex has left. Go sell them to Saudi for fucking 100 million because I guarantee you there's a Saudi club that'll give you that kind of money for Bruno Fernandez. absolutely would and let Mason Mount be the guy and go with Ericsson and uh, and Casemiro behind them because what gave them the most success last year was Casemiro and Ericsson in the middle with Bruno in an advanced role that's what suited Mm -hmm. them the best and I also don't know that Rashford necessarily wants to be an out-and-out front man. I think Rashford probably benefits best in a two. Mm-hmm. Not in a not in a three, and he's the focal point. I think he benefits best being able to play off the wing and play through the in spaces. Or, or in a three, but on the left. Yeah. Yeah, and, and if that's the case, there's no one else that can play the middle. Well, there's one,
2: <laughs> but there shouldn't be one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead. I... Because unfortunately, there's a lot of off the field stuff well, already. So yeah, please, real quick, one uh-huh. last
2: thing on the field. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I thought it very funny. Uh, Lissandro Martinez's wee legs couldn't wrap around that ball, mm-hmm. and that he deflected
0: a, it into yeah. his own net. Maybe if he was about two inches taller, he might have got. He might have got there. All right. Now <laughs> on to the off the field stuff. Uh, just a big old D back. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, this is time. A, we can say the following: there were no charges the charges were dropped there is no criminal investigation on mason greenwood or anything like that but we do have the court of public opinion and we have the pictures of his victim yeah with a bloody fucking nose and bruises on her head mm-hmm. and i understand there's a lot of investment that goes into a player i understand that he's a, a young player I, I get all of that but they slip and they let it be released that they're just going to bring him back to the club without consoling anybody, let alone the female players who are currently playing who are currently playing for England in a World Cup fucking final. Well, no, I have a, like, I, they didn't even go or ask anybody's opinion. They just went, Yeah, we think we're gonna go ahead well, and bring no, back they Greenwood. Said,
2: they said they were gonna yeah. consult the women's team and stuff, which but they oh. didn't. I don't know that they need that responsibility. Right. I don't know that that should be on their shoulders. The answer should be, hey, I don't care that we're a men's team. We're going to stand up for women and Mm -hmm. just say fuck you, Mason, because the level of evidentiary responsibility at Manchester United in an internal investigation is a lower threshold than it is for a prosecution. Mm -hmm. And basically, it's a key witness with knowledge of the case that didn't want to testify anymore
0: and they couldn't compulsory make her testify behavior so, unbecoming correct of the club and that is a blanket statement and go look and every footballer's got that in their locker <clears throat> yep. but it
2: they're just proving again that it is a big boys club that we will just protect you look at how many footballers are attempted rape right now mm-hmm. thomas parte being one of them mm-hmm. he's being played every day And as far as now, I haven't seen as much evidence as we did in this this particular Mm. case. But by all accounts, there was evidence and there was some sort of loophole where it happened in Spain, not in England. And they couldn't try him in England because a law didn't go into effect until 14 days later. Mm. So it happened before that law was allowed for the UK to try him. So just because you aren't able to be tried doesn't mean you're not guilty uh Uh, and look at what city did to benjamin mendy right and benjamin mendy uh was found not guilty and sued the club for wrongful termination
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and the club won right again blanket statement Mm -hmm. behavior unbecoming. Like, yeah, that is as a now private business that you get out of jail. Now, finish your thought, and then I've got a long comparison, but I think a very good comparison to the, get this the situation. But There's
2: another situation as well where, like, Robin Van Persie was accused of rape. Mm-hmm. He had video evidence and a receipt from a nightclub when the woman was claiming she was attacked, mm-hmm. that he was across Eindhoven in a different town. Right. Right or uh, in a different bar rather across the city. Mm-hmm. So you didn't do it. You didn't do it. That's fine. And there was a hundred percent evidence that he didn't do it. Right. That's okay. Great. That accusation should not ruin your life either. Uh, but the same, if as long as it's provable that it's a false accusation. But at the beginning of it, you do have to take the women for the word and look into it. And it just doesn't seem like they're they're doing that here. And it's it's a bit ridiculous to me. So and then the women's team has nothing to fucking do with it. Right. You don't need to just be a man about it because men don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. Then stand up for the women. You don't need to ask, hey, should we can him? Why? It's not What's their, the point it's, of that? It's not their job. It's not
0: their job to police us. Your, your, it's our job to police us. Right. Well, and it's your job to police your own players. Right. Now, what I would like to do is comparison. There's going to be people who will say the following. Doesn't the man uh, deserve an opportunity to earn a livelihood? Here is the comparison I'm going to make. It is apples to apples to a T. In the NFL, Ray Rice had, there was video evidence of him beating the ever-loving shit out of his wife. And it was not pretty. That man did everything right. Has continued to do everything right. Him and his wife are still together. He works diligently with anti-female women wife spousal abuse he works very very close hand in hand he wears that mistake on his sleeve and he does not hide from it he did everything right how many games of football did ray rice play after that video came out not a fucking one. He was out of the league. They never let him back. Nobody gave him a second chance. Uh-huh. Sometimes shit happens in your life that, yeah, it's gonna fucking stay with you. It's going to be uh-huh. on, it's going to be what you are remembered as. And all you can do, and you've made mistakes in your life. I've made mistakes in my life. Mel's made mistakes in her life. People make fucking mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, but when I was 20 years old I was convicted fucking felon for embezzlement. You know, like like you can move on and do better things for yourself, but some shit is gonna stay with you. Beating the crap out of your spouse is gonna fucking stay with you. Yeah. And I'm sorry Mason Greenwood, if we want to take an apples to apples approach and look at this. Ray Rice never played a fucking game again. He had just won a Super Bowl. He was an MVP of the league. He was the best fucking running back in that sport. He never played another game again. Why? Because one might, he made a really fucking bad mistake. And that bad mistake has stayed with him. Now, what you hope that Mason will do is acknowledge that shit and become a good fucking man and a good fucking human being like Ray Rice did. You would hope that would be the case. Speaking of your embezzlement. Uh-huh.
2: I'm starting to wonder where all the fucking Patreon money is going. <laughs> I think Mel and I are going to have to do some forensic
0: accounting. <laughs> um, maybe look into the financial advisor of our uh, current setup. That would be one Miss Producer Mel. You can
4: take it up with HR. <laughs> all
0: right, Russ, will be calling you to find out where the, <laughs> yeah, money, where is. the money is. <laughs> Uh we had a bunch of high scoring matches this weekend, including some straight up ass whoopins, man. Yes. Brighton four, Wolverhampton one, Aston Villa four. I wrote Everton one, but we didn't score any fucking goals. <laughs> we haven't scored a goal yet this season.
4: Wishful thinking. Talk about a pro Everton agenda.
0: Uh, wishful thinking. We're not gonna score a goal this year. Um West Ham three and this little old fraudulent mid table club Chelsea <laughs> one. What a great goal from Matoma to start that was brilliant. off! brilliant. Oh, oh, oh. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, I mean, it it was only half of the half of the field. Unlike Maradona, who went like three quarters of <laughs> yeah, the field yeah, yeah. through the entire England squad, but he had guys hanging on his back. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I'm just looking doing this shit. Yeah,
2: it was excellent. It, it it was brilliant. And the way he opened up his body at the end, found the far side. Oh, it was just it was gorgeous. The goal of the weekend for me. Uh, maybe Gustavo Hammer.
0: I don't know yet. Yeah, uh, we'll think on that for a second. And if you had Erling Holland leading the league in scoring after week two, you'd be wrong because that would be one Mister Sully Marsh. That's goddamn right, <laughs> hey, Sully Marsh. Uh, so it
2: was it was really a tale of two duos this game, uh, because at first it was Matoma who was assisted, um, by Estupinian, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Matoma assisting Estupion yep. for the second. And then in the second half, you had it was the Enciso and Sully March show. <laughs> yep. And Sully March scored two of Enciso's brilliantly weighted passes. Mm-hmm. If Matoma's was the finish of the weekend, and all that Sully Marsh's uh, uh, second goal was fucking as good feet. Mm-hmm. And because it didn't fly into the back of the net, nobody's going to remember it. That was good fucking feet and super, super football IQ. Was absolutely fantastic but those two passes from Enciso were absolutely brilliant they were they were De Bruyne-esque with the weight and just the perfect precision for him to not even break stride it was it was awesome to
0: see I'm going to uh debate and we'll get to an in Oso that there was someone else who had a brace of assist that were more impressive okay so we'll, well, get we'll to see what that happens one. yeah last week good wolves this week Bad wolves. Like I think this is what we're gonna start kind of seeing with this team. It's honestly it's very funny that they're both facing each other in the next in, in next week because both Everton and Wolves played really well the first week and lost games they probably should have won, and then both promptly look like dog shit this yeah. week. Um, wolves. I mean, Brighton are just so
2: good, though. That's where right. I I don't know that, I mean wolves tried hard,
0: but yeah, but wolves looked good against United. Yeah, but and United and, looked like shit. Yeah, they still. That's but, the thing, but they they you know The wolves like took it to United though. Like
2: I know, but Brighton are better than United is what yeah, I'm saying. Fair Brighton enough, are a fair better enough. team at the moment, currently top of the fucking table right. because they've put up an eight spot. Yeah, in yeah. the first two games. Yeah,
0: fucking amazing.
2: They're setting the pace right now. Oh, absolutely. Um, they're just excellent and Deserbi is it deserves all the credit in the world it's just you know how many players has he lost mm-hmm. and just next man up and in his post-match even said i he thinks that they have the best blend and perfect blend of youth and experience and you can't really fault him and everybody's Scoring, everybody's mm-hmm. assisting. Everybody is contributing
0: to this, and it's yeah. it's fucking brilliant to see. And you got to wonder, it's like, who are they going to lose next summer, and who are, who's going to be the next guy that comes up out of nowhere? Because that guy will exist before the end of this season. Oh yeah, we'll know who. Is the guy who took over for McAllister? We will know who the guy is that took over for Concedo. Like mm-hmm. we'll know that before this because we saw Mope left and was like, "Oh, Matomo, that's the guy." Yep. he's gonna, he's gonna. And then it. Evan
2: Ferguson yep. came onto the scene. He's already mm-hmm. scored a few goals for Republic of Ireland. Yep, uh, for the <clears> senior <secret throat> side. So it's like they just
0: they unearth these just excellent, excellent yeah. players. Oh, troussard has gone in CISO Like it just they just yeah. or or, or better yet, Solly Marsh. Like mm-hmm. just a system guy because he's he. Been with this team when they were struggling too, and we were, we were never really. I mean, yeah, you had a motor, but it was never really impressive. And these past two seasons, it's just it's a guy who works perfectly within a system, and he just they nail it. The first of many people who saw uh, double yellows and uh, for silly things like arguing with the ref or time wasting, Mateus hey, Nunes sho- got over one.
2: Adam Webster, whoever yeah. it was, and it?
0: then and then caught the the second yellow for running his mouth. <laughs> yeah and it's like there's been a lot of that already and i know that will eventually kind of settle down because mm-hmm. they're doing that but i also i wonder and this is a greater conversation of reffing as a whole because i think refing this weekend was especially poor to be nice we'll say it was inconsistent Right? That's what we'll say. We'll say it was inconsistent. Okay. Because there's things that are penalties that aren't penalties, uh, you know, that, that, you know, uh, we'll get into it with, with the Everton match, like where it's a, not a penalty on a goalkeeper the week prior, but it is a penalty the next week. Like it just, it seems so like they're just making up calls to make up for mistakes. And it seems to not be affecting the teams that were hurt or helped by it the first time. And I think we're going to see a lot of silly send-offs for a lot of silly things. We saw one today. Yeah, we saw one today. Absolutely fucking absurd. Tim Reams as well,
2: uh, which we'll talk about. Exactly, uh, fucking absurd. So
0: just inconsistent at best, but also as players, if you know they're going to be pulling out the cards, watch your fucking mouth. Watch your fucking mouth. Like, don't get a second yellow for running your fucking mouth, man. Don't. Well, you just caught You just. He's now not going to be playing against Everton when they desperately fucking need him to be playing against Everton. Yeah. You know, that's that's a, it's a big fucking miss for them. That's going to hurt them quite a bit. Moving on to Villa and Everton. Exactly the game Villa needed, exactly the game Everton didn't. It was bad for Everton. Yes, it was very bad for Everton.
2: And three of the four goals were y'all's fault.
0: Yeah, uh, namely Michael fucking Keene's fault. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mickey Keggers is just, he's slow. He steps off the ball. He turns slowly. His reactions now, I are mean, slow.
2: Ashley Young is a vastly experienced player that should be knowing to not throw the ball
0: in at that angle to that player well you see what happened was is that he was thinking he was still wearing a Villa kit and he decided plant. to throw it into to, to duran for <laughs> yeah. you know it was a hell of an assist on that throw from ashley young too. was a uh, very Durant long game on that last goal
4: to get those extra points over everton
0: um but what i'm getting at uh the, the 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 penalty for pickford i'm fine with it being called a penalty and i said it was a penalty because pickford didn't touch any of the ball now if pickford had touched The most minute amount of that ball, it would have been okay. But what's funny, everybody's talking about him swinging at the ball. He didn't make contact with the play with Watkins with the swipe. Right. It was their legs colliding, is what ultimately ended up being the penalty. But it was funny. I listened to Tim Howard at halftime talk about it and go, this is an instance where the referees—they made a mistake the week before. They got together, they had discussions, and they got it right this week. Well, then, aren't we doing what you constantly talk about and playing with a different set of rules for? Well, no, it's just so. Like-
2: but it's—it's it's the people that are. It, you're dealing with humans first and foremost. Of which, course. So there's going to be fuck ups, obviously. The rules were not appri- applied appropriately in week one. The. Uh, uh, Pigmole decided to suspend those two referees for mm-hmm. this weekend, the VAR and the head official, for this weekend's fixtures that were in that Manchester United Wolves game and failed to award a penalty to Wolves for uh, Onana's challenge mm-hmm. on whoever it was. Um, so, yeah. I think it mean, was Tomato. It's, it's the unfortunate shit that you run into, but this week the rules were applied appropriately. In most instances, because at the end of the Arsenal game, Thomas Partey was doing the imaginary card sign. I saw four of those yellow cards issued. He didn't
0: get one. He didn't get
2: one. Right. But he was doing the imaginary card sign for Eze's dive, which was a dive. Mm-hmm. We'll come on to that again, because
0: you said you were going to fight me on that point. I'm... Um, i You'll be interested to hear what I have to say, but I'm not fighting you on that point. (laughs) But
2: but it's so, yeah, it's a little ridiculous. It's it's less it's it's human error is what it is. But V.A.R. Mm. is supposed to solve that.
0: That's That's exactly what's going to be my argument to you. That's what VAR is supposed to be there for. Right. And And it seems like VAR has a different vantage point every fucking week, leading me to believe to say what I constantly say. But we've had this. VAR sees what it wants to see, not what needs to be seen.
2: But we've had this discussion. It's been three years now of VAR, Mm -hmm. maybe four. And it's just trash. It's just not good. Yeah. The English
0: don't do it right. (laughs) Yeah. It's just not been implemented correctly. Not at all. Not one bit. It, That's it's just been, what it is. It's been absolute garbage because we've seen it applied in other places and in other well, in tournaments. The Fulham,
2: in the Fulham game, and now I don't know that it couldn't have been. I mean, I, th- I think it could have been because it, they were issued a penalty because of Tim Reams' challenge. Yeah. So they could have gone and looked at it, and as a result of their not being a foul,
0: they could have rescinded the yellow card immediately. No, they couldn't. You know why? Hmm. Not allowed because this happened with your game as well, which we'll get on to. You're not allowed to VAR review a yellow card booking. No, only a red. No, but
2: here's the difference. This is what I'm saying. Tomiyasu's, correct. You're not allowed to review it. The referee called the foul, gave a yellow. But it, you are allowed to review a penalty decision. Right, but just the decision, not the card. No, you have to because if there's no foul, then there is no card that gets issued. Right. They've they've rescinded that before. Okay, fair enough. But because it's a penalty, you can decide whether or not that is a penalty kick. Mm -hmm. And if you decide that it is not a penalty kick, then no foul has occurred. Just like Jordan Pickford got away with that uh, breaking the Dutch tulip's leg. Yeah, that's true. Because
0: hey, Graham, Graham, moment of silence.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Because uh, they were judged to have been offside in the build-up, so technically that shit didn't happen. Because the enough. play was dead.
0: Fair enough. Ultimately, for for Villa, this was a phenomenal match. And Mel, feel free to talk. You're, it's your fucking team we're talking about. You're just oh, over there. I
4: was just not interrupting what you guys had going on over there. Uh. I was super happy to watch. It was like a scrimmage. Uh, I Emery got a chance to work out a lot of the new plays, figure out some of the positions. We were literally <laughs> dribbling circles around <laughs> you. Score could have been twice as high as it was. Leon I Bailey, like was, Leon Bailey was fucking
2: excellent as well. <laughs> and uh, Musa, what's his name? Musa Diaby. Is it Musa Diaby? Yeah. yeah. He's phenomenal. I, this was his. God, he's lightning quick. This was his. I mean, when you, oh, yeah. anybody. I could mm. still be put up next to Michael Keane.
4: Oh yeah, dude, I could beat Michael Keane in a fucking foot race. <laughs> they were making plays. They were following through. And as you have
2: the heart attack in the six yard box, you go beat your gut. <laughs> exactly. And
4: they had said they were putting John McGinn into more scoring opportunities, and fuck yeah, he did right mm. off the rump. Mm. I mean, it wasn't,
2: uh, <laughs> but it'd be a much better story if it How was. How excellent was that goal? That ball came oh, at him yeah. quite quick. Oh. Just as well bam, right in the and spot. He, he um yeah he he had to adjust his body quickly and and did it to a plumb didn't he yeah, yeah as uh, Cole
4: just pointed out and again literally did a pirouette yeah it's, it was an ass whooping
0: I tell you right now um if you listened to you listen to injury, Time, You heard me say it. We don't win at Villa Park. I had no, I had no thoughts that we were going to have a chance. I yeah, usually at least try. Yeah, we. I mean, we were <laughs> terrible. I mean, that was dice got it wrong. The team got it wrong. No one executed. It was terrible. And then you have. Even more nightmarish. Dominic Calvert Lewin goes off with an injury. Anthologi? Nasty, too. Not a concussion. It is. Basically, the cheekbone's not broken, so he'll be able to play. He'll be in a face mask, but he'll be ready to go. But more importantly, Fucking Alex Aoki goes up with a hamstring. That's a month. That's a month. Uh-huh. That kind of hamstring. Yeah. When you see that one happen, it's not it's, good, man. It mm-hmm. takes a while. De- you De have to is, just wait. De Bruyne's like, hamstring healthy. prognosis is like mid December. Yeah, you, you've. Oh, you like, are it's not great. Fuck, like those hamstrings are so unassuming. You just see mm-hmm. the guy kind of go up limp and grab that back of that leg. Oh yeah. Well, he but, was it his. Whose
2: was it that like. Uh, it was Coutinho's. I'm sorry. That one was Coutinho's, which also sucks um, when his leg kind of hyperextended and mm. planted in that certain way. And you could see his hamstring jiggle when they did the slow-mo yeah. of yeah. like, oh, what happened? This didn't look great. And he couldn't even put fucking weight on it. Yeah. it's It's been a, a, a wrath he- of injuries.
4: I could hear the Saudis dropping their offer.
2: Yeah, for Coutinho. You can hear all the gold bars hit, getting tossed back into the money pit.
4: <laughs> damn. Nah. Damn. Way to devalue yourself. Hold on.
0: That means two extra gold bars for Mitro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh I hate to say it, the next two games against uh at home to Wolves and on the road to Sheffield, we're already in the fucking scrap and we're going to need those two. We are desperately... And Sean comments didn't... Help no the garner confidence. <laughs> no, not at all. we need to get Michael Keane off the pitch. Oh yeah. It's time to start playing Chair Brandthwaite. He may be young, he may be mistakes. I'll take young and mistakes as opposed to someone who it's just it's fucking past him, man. I, I love you for How hitting that fucking he? streak. He's did, almost thirty now, I think. Yeah, he's like twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. You should go in four. Hmm. Aaron McGuire. Uh, it's been talked about. It's actually been talked about. And, you know do like, the money, to be honest. And, and, well, as long as we, you well, – our problem would be is we would go in for him, but we'd have to take him as a loan, and we'd have to get uh, United to pick up the bulk of his salary. We couldn't just afford to bring him on, you know. But anywho, the next two, <laughs> our season, already on the line. Woohoo, Yay. We might score a goal this year. Mine. I'm just going to leave that there. So, Mr. Graham, I'm not sure if you knew. There's this guy named uh, James Ward-Prowse, and he happens to be pretty good at set pieces. Yeah, six minutes it took. And it should have only taken four because his first one was also (laughs) a piece. (laughs) (laughs) He had all three assists, I think, didn't he? Two. Two two
2: out of the three. Uh, They were excellent balls. That left-footed ball at the end that uh, sent through um,
0: whoever it was was uh, absolutely stunning. This was a perfect display of how the, quote, mid-table club, right, beats a big six club mm-hmm. in their building. 26% of the ball they had. And you just frustrate the shit out so of them. so efficient. And... But Keita, uh, you know, I don't know if he had any money riding on him falling as much as he did. God bless it. That was weird, man. That was really weird. <laughs> him, yeah. oh, I think he's got uh, an inquiry about he, his yeah, he he does about yeah. getting a yellow card specifically in a match last year. Oh, really? That a bunch of his friends made money on. Mm, that's trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is being inquired. Well, he did everything he could to dive as m- much as possible in this and it, one. Just, it was an ugly frustrate the shit out of a young team and here's the mm-hmm. thing like it, chelsea's so young so young but you could see that there's talent in that side and you couple that with uh, potch is a good coach he's a great coach now you know and what, you what i don't care see for those little thing. you could see it's all clicking and working and moving But does Chelsea, Bowley their fans, do any of them have the patience to be okay with this team maybe being ninth place this year?
2: You know what I don't care for? Mm -hmm. Is Chelsea especially always have their manager, since Jose's left, always have their manager decked out in all Chelsea gear and stuff, Mm -hmm. right? And we know, oh, big Todd Bowley, big dick swinging, dropped a billion pounds in a year and all this kind of crap. I would prefer... If they did not have Potch look like he just walked off of a yacht, they're custom making track suits now that aren't the club colors, that aren't everything else. And then any douchebag that's got a fucking darker shirt on than the than the outer jacket, it's just like you think you're better than everybody else, <laughs> and I don't like it. I don't need you to look like a billionaire. Heard you just worked for one of the uae regimes or whoever that or qatari whoever owns psg for however many years and obviously your pockets got lined and then you come work for this idiot who just throw, literally throws money at every problem and then you walk out there in a white track suit with a black shirt underneath mm-hmm. get fucked that's uh, not for me that is not for me raheem sterling looked good but the rest of chelsea didn't yeah they ran out of ideas frequently uh, Connor Gallagher uh, cut a very frustrated figure. Uh, Mahalo Mudrick's not even start. Uh, not even starting. Yeah. Um, so there's another hundred million down the fucking toilet. Uh, one of your hundred and ten million pound signings um, missed a penalty, and then your hundred and fifteen million pound signing looks a little overweight, uh, not up to speed, and gave away the penalty that uh, ensured the West Ham win. Yeah. It's it's not a good look <laughs> at all. And I don't know. It's going to take Potts a lot of time to fix what's wrong there. But I think this is only – this may be the first time in a very long time Chelsea actually put out the same starting lineup uh, two weeks in a row minus the uh, one injured player in Rhys James. Yeah. But everybody else on the field was the same. Yeah. And that's what they were missing. There was too much tinkering going on with – uh Tuchel and um and
0: uh Lampard and before that uh Graham Potter. I think a lot of this team's success is gonna rely really on um three major players and somewhat of a fourth, but the fourth has an injury right now. Chukwameka went know, out with an injury in this one as well. There's been a know, ton of fucking injuries
2: this weekend. It's, it's terrible.
0: Uh I think Tiago Silva in the back kind of holding down the fort for this this team is gonna be very important. What Ben Chilwell does on the one side and what Reece James Reese James does on the other side. Will be very important well, But he's out for a month with a hamstring right. That's what I'm saying but I, Chil- I said one of the four oh, is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Chil- Chilwell again In and amongst everything mm-hmm. I mean everything good that Chelsea did Chilwell was there for And the fourth one Kind of the seasoned grizzled veteran Which we would never think of Is, is Raheem Sterling Because
1: mm-hmm. we're thinking
0: of Raheem Sterling Just recently playing for City And kind of being a stud Like in Those guys Those four guys Are all older I mean you think of it Reese James is one of the older guys On this team now And he's only like 26 Yeah and, and that's really and where
2: this, getting off the mark was huge <clears throat> until the fucking injury happened. Right. It's like, oh shit, and we'll stop, start again. And, and he also, was very highly
0: rated at Villa uh, in mm-hmm. their academy. But he also, he's also responsible for the first goal, not marking on that header. Correct. You know, so there, there's going to be, for every positive with a young team, there's going to be negatives. And what I wonder for Chelsea supporters is, can you be fucking patient? Because you need to be. Because this team could be in a few years really fucking good oh yeah like really I mean, they could really be. fucking
5: good it could be
0: yeah but it just you have to kind of like you're gonna have to be patient and is bully and the fans patient i don't know or think that they are well it hasn't just,
2: looked that way so far right the other thing is um is uh i also um found quite funny <sighs> Uh, who was it it was in the middle of the park for chelsea i can't remember who it was that that uh antonio just brushed off like he fucking was a a infant yeah but somebody uh and i loved also how he had a bug in his ass about like tiago sylvan like i'm gonna just fuck with you all day Mm -hmm. and he did and he fucked up his world but there's something to say i'm I'm sure the west you know the kind of battle-tested and hardened West Ham supporters like Nolsey and those others gotta have yeah I mean he plays for them so I guess a little bit of a soft spot but even Manchester United and Bruno Fernandez, you gotta hate a little bit somebody being a dick Um, and Lucas Paqueta was being a dick but then to have Mikel Antonio just bully and just old school number nine fucking go slap a ball into the corner and make everybody that he came in contact with his bitch
0: that just warms the soul, does it? <laughs> Running out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. And this week, Mr. Graham, we're going to actually do this fucking quickly. We're not going to take 30 minutes to do this segment.
2: At least Ashley Cole wasn't on his own. <laughs> or Ashley Cole, Ashley Young wasn't on
0: his own and fucking up big time. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> uh Forest two, Sheffield 1, Brentford 3, Fulham nil. Liverpool 3, Bournemouth 1, Man City 1, Newcastle nil, Arsenal 1, Palace 0. Um, where you were talking about the uh brace of assist earlier, I would argue that Serge Aurier's two fucking assist. Were perfectly floated balls, uh, <laughs> the perfect fucking headers. Fucking amazing for both fucking forwards. Like that's They're what you, fucking amazing. ye. and then the subwood comes on, and both of them these perfect little floated headers. Boom. How you doing? They were <laughs> excellent.
2: Um, the first header was was brilliant. He did well to to get to it because it was one of those where the defender in front of him jumped first, missed it, so it actually came to him relatively quickly. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he had to adjust himself. Fairly quickly, and, and obviously did it because he scored. Um, and then Aurier, just a, what a little tee up from Brennan Johnson as well. Just a perfectly little ball wasn't it, – it, Aurier took it first time. The ball wasn't bouncing, bobbling, nothing. Just this perfect little slow roller, just tee it up, just do what you need to do there, and then bang, yeah. put it right in. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, and-, and what a header from Big Dumb Face. Because <laughs> he didn't even <laughs> – can we please title this show "Big Dumb Face"? <laughs> he just—I I can't believe they sent him out to do the post match. Like, this guy looks like a dunce.
4: I mean, that is up against silly send-offs.
2: <laughs> yeah, silly yeah. send-offs, and
4: piff posse. <laughs> yeah.
2: But he—he just—he didn't even jump. He just knew, just like a, a little glance. Mm-hmm. It was like—and who knew that this guy that <laughs> looks like he has some sort of, you know like got dropped too many times as a child <laughs> who knew uh that he knew physics like that
0: because it was fucking brilliant
2: that it was perfect absolutely
0: header. brilliant so the blades showed us a little something at the end of the first and a little something at the start of the second and including that goal which gustavo oh, hammer fucking hammered it didn't the, he that every, was absolutely every, brilliant everybody was talking about coventry city the cat who went to um to porto victor gorges as uh kind of the pres- and nobody realized this cat scored fucking 12 goals yeah. last season for Coventry. And whoo, whoo, that was a nasty hit.
2: Yeah, but you, I, I worried because Forrest were relatively comfortable um, for most of the game, <laughs> except when two of their players decided to have a cuddle uh, yeah. on a header
0: um, and sent
2: whatever his yeah. name was through. Like but I said, it was-
0: 30, 30 minutes in between the first and second half, the Blades looked like they had something to offer. Um what I get nervous for is because the Blades have City next, and then their game after that, their fourth game is at home to Everton. That's going to be the game they fancy to win. Well, yeah. As exactly. an Everton supporter, I'm like, oh, fuck, man. They're going to have this shit kicked out of them this next week, and then I'm going to have to try to, you know, oh, that's going to be tough. Absolutely could be. Yeah. Keeping it rolling. The Bees completely dominate a 10 man Fulham side, but my question to you is should it be? it been a 10-man Fulham side. I don't think it should have been.
2: No, it shouldn't have been um, at all because Tim Ream shouldn't have been sent off, period. It was a Mm -hmm. weak-ass penalty. It was a weak-ass call. It was bullshit. And actually, it was only outdone by Tomiyasu sending off. Yeah. (laughs)
0: I mean seriously At least they had Some contacts I'm, I'm keeping I'm keeping my remarks About Tamiyasu In my back pocket Fucking bullshit I, I, But I we're, we're gonna talk about it When we get to Fucking Arsenal it, it, the, All
2: of it's bullshit it, It's ridiculous <laughs> And you could say I loved when he He looked at the It was like Seriously The, the way he looked up At the card just like, Same what? same with Alexis McAllister just, the, the two reactions When what? the referee Brandished the card Really It was, it was hysterical Yeah he's just like but Really it, It's absolutely absurd There was no reason for it Um at all, and it's terrible refereeing. But Brentford were excellent. They were the better they side. Did, they were hands down the they, better side. Yeah, uh, Fulham is gonna Fulham is
0: gonna be in a bad way without Mitro. I think. I told you this last week. I wasn't sold on them. I mean, we outplayed them. We played them off the pitch. They got their smash and grab. Call it a day. I'm not impressed with them so far, and it's not that they don't have personnel. I'm just i i think that this can be one of those sophomore slumps that just kind of hang with you and fuck with you and they're going to be looking at themselves going mm-hmm. why are we in 17th place yeah it you could know, it absolutely I really could be. i'm i'm a little nerved for them i put yeah. them right in there with with us and wolves well, I, as I just, one of I, those teams with, near the bottom
2: with Mitro going i don't know where the goal is going to come from
0: yeah i don't think it's coming
2: for all Jimenez i don't not anymore yeah. after what he showed last season with with wolves uh when he came back from injuries there's no way yeah. keeping it rolling the the
0: cherries go up early um but that equalizer from also diaz fantastic
2: it's one of the best bits of football <sighs> of the weekend
0: mm. my god
2: it was it was brilliant uh and just the wherewithal today and you could tell the entire thing was completely intentional yeah it wasn't like oh I fucked this touch up and then I no, pulled something out of the per- bag amazing it was perfectly. What hit. I'd be worried about though uh, is Salah missed another penalty. Now yeah. obviously it was unlucky on the goalkeeper um,
0: that it pulled it back to the into the center. Yeah, right. But, but he that was uh, a bad penalty. It yeah, was a it was soft not good. penalty. Very soft. It wasn't good. It, but also should that. have been a pen in the first place it
2: was it was soft S- very soft i mean there was contact but it was very very soft and Sabitzer <clears throat> are definitely um Sabitz or whatever however you say it uh absolutely went over quite easily mm-hmm. um but yeah and it was just inside the box not dissimilar to Suchek's on uh in the
0: against chelsea mm-hmm. where it was it was just inside the box yeah just inside the box
1: but it was you and
0: i were talking on the phone as that one happened i went i think it's outside the box i think it might be on the line you're like oh on the line's in and yeah yeah but it just
2: it's soft at best and they were all you know saying that there's supposed to be a higher threshold for contact and fouls and i doesn't seem like that's the case so far because <laughs> they want to keep the games moving and yeah. not have because they did this analysis they want to up the 55 minutes average at the balls and play during a 90 minute game right so which is fine but then do what you say to counteract that so have a higher threshold right for right tackles and stuff hey. it's it's terrible the officiating
0: so far in the first two weeks has been this, terrible this time two seasons ago if you went over easy like that, even if there was contact, you saw a yellow for it. Remember Richarlison saw one against South- Southampton back when he played for Everton, Correct. it was a, he kind of got bounced around between two guys, but there was contact, but no real foul, right? Well, then he got a yellow for it. Well, now that one, Savitzer, that wasn't, it was brief contact, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'll say it now for your penalty, the, the non-penalty that was called, exact same thing with Ezzy, right? Partey did make contact with him. There, he was, touched him. Okay. Well then where's the yellow card for Ezzy for, for the diving. bouncing around. Right. Or you can then debate, but you called that a fucking penalty for Liverpool. Why isn't that a penalty here? Well, is it, is it because for Liverpool, because it's Liverpool on the chest, it's a fucking penalty, but for palace in their own building, it's not a fucking penalty. Like it just, so the inconsistency of it is what drives me crazy. And I don't want to get too into the Arsenal thing because we're going to get on to Arsenal. So keep it in the context of that, please.
2: Okay. Thomas Partey was pulling his leg back. But he still made contact, right? But he was pulling his leg back.
0: I'm not debating the o- the this. Other,
2: the other one, he was not pulling his leg back. His leg was planted. Right. Right. All I'm saying is There was inconsistency
0: They were both soft One gets given And one doesn't I think
2: you're given through Your blue speckled glasses
0: I have no interest In who won your match If anything I'm rooting for you to win Because you're my friend
2: I'm talking about Liverpool
0: No it just, it's fucking, because it's a soft a, fucking penalty. It's a, fucking, I said it was soft. Tim I Green's penalty it is, should not have been a penalty. It shouldn't even have been a foul. Right, so the, that's what I'm getting at, is that the there's such inconsistencies in the refs right now, and the problem is, is if VAR, the eye in the sky is supposed to fucking fix that, they're making it worse. Yeah. They're making it even worse. I could deal when there wasn't the eye in the sky before, because then it's just human fucking nature, and it's like, oh, we got fucking, you know, we, I know he doesn't ref anymore but oh we got dino we know how today's gonna go like you just that's fine it's okay to know that but you have this eye in the sky that's supposed to be fucking making everything a level playing field and it's not and it's very consistently going big clubs ways and not other clubs ways very consistently very consistently and that's regardless we'll get to Arsenal and the Tommy Yusu second yellow and all that shit. But fucking McAllister probably shouldn't have been sent off. Shouldn't have been a red. It shouldn't have been. Right, which just,
4: this is your argument. No, I said... Houston? Yeah. Miss
0: Jane agrees with you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Jane? Yeah, she's watching us from Australia. Shit. It's the morning. Hell yeah. She's in the
4: future and agreeing with him. Yeah,
0: there we go. Um... Here's the big thing I wanted to say. One last thing very quickly about uh, Bournemouth and Liverpool. Very sneaky moves that nobody noticed. Both teams got exactly the thing they needed, a defensive midfielder this yes, week. Yes, they did. Liverpool went out and got Endo, and uh, and Bournemouth went out and got Tyler Adams. I think Tyler Adams, as a piece for that team, because they already have Billing, they already have Travener, they already have Solanke. I think he could be the piece that keeps them up for a second season. Oh, it could
2: be. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I think that's
0: a sneaky good signing. As long as for he can keep
2: his head and not choke Decore or right. get choked by Decore or right. whatever happened. Not, I don't, not get a lot of yellows. a lot of, of, there was for a lot of choking there. I
0: don't remember who did what. Real simple with uh, City and Newcastle. Just a straightforward professional win for, for City. It was a pretty comfortable performance as well. I mean, Newcastle didn't offer a ton. I
2: mean, Ederson had to make a, a few saves here or there, but. They rarely
0: really threatened. I but also for Newcastle, is this really the match you care about? No, of course not. In their building early in the season, you're just like, we got a lot of other shit to worry about than fucking going full balls to the wall against City in their building. But they were they were also quite organized and
2: Good defensively. I mean, they frustrated yeah. Holland
0: a bit. And it was he, a fabulous goal he was from Alvarez game. to uh, get was, past Pope. Like Pope was, almost had it.
2: Yeah, it was. A, it was a great goal. It really was. Yeah. It just. But the whole the whole game, both teams, it just didn't seem like they ever really got out of first gear.
0: Yeah. It was like they're taking a test drive. It's yeah. the second game of the season. Let's see what we're going to do here. And it's, It was kind of one of those cagey, like, we don't want to lose to the
2: people it, around us. That's right. why the big six games are usually not great because it's like if we lose to them, it's a six-pointer. It could cost us a title or, you know, whatever. So they're always kind of just shit. Very rarely do you get that Liverpool-Chelsea—or, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Liverpool— um, uh, city game from a couple years ago that's just end-to-end fucking non-stop
0: right you know punch each other in the face heavyweight bout that, that doesn't happen anymore for real and first city this is exactly what you wanted you got the win you move on you you'll you'll beat the crap out of uh, united uh, sheffield united next week yeah exactly you, you don't need the goal parade against newcastle you need a win you need three fucking points you got those three yeah, fucking points that's what you needed Finally, moving on to Arsenal Palace, I want to talk. Shit game. It was not a good game at all. I do want to talk first uh, uh, about Palace because I know you'll have your thoughts on uh, on your side, and then we'll get into Tomiyasu and things of that nature as well. Um, Palace is going to be a tough out. Yes, they are going. This they are quite organized. What you saw from them today, you are going to get against them every fucking week. That team is going to be drilled in. You are not going to get opportunities. They are going to make your life fucking hell. And with guys like Jordan and out there, they're going to fuck with you all game and get in your head and be a fucking pain in the ass and somehow get a yellow, but never get a second yellow, even though he pushed a guy over out of bounds mm-hmm. and totally should have gotten a second yellow, but didn't, you know, he will, he will, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. He will go down... <laughs> I've never seen a person get a second yellow card for touching another man's hip with the back of his hand. And the referee said he pulled his <laughs> he shirt. Did, he touched, Tomiyasu. touched Jordan Ayu on the hip with the back of his. It's ridiculous. And he got a second yellow (laughs) for that. And
2: the other thing, Kai Havertz didn't get a yellow for holding on to the ball longer than Tamiasu did. Yeah, it just— After we had gone down to 10 men, uh, Kai Havertz uh, walked away with the ball and Mm -hmm. wasted more
0: time than Tamiasu did. And this is after he also kicked it out of bounds, too, and was on a yellow. Well, no, 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 no. (laughs) That got him his yellow was when he kicked it out of bounds. But famously
2: also—and I'm not saying that we should profile players— Cause you absolutely shouldn't do that. That is a D a D-back thing. Mm-hmm. But famously the Japanese are super fucking honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this seriously? This is what you're you're saying. He the did? fans clean up stadiums after know, fucking matches. I do think they, so? The
0: players fold towels and fucking, fucking they leave years. you carry out after the fucking it's game. Literally
2: leave like origami ducks and shit for the other for the staff of the stadium. Mm. Uh,
0: it's they just, feed the staff. <laughs> Of the stadium, like no, when you're a visiting team, they're supposed to feed you, it's and weird. they leave food for the visiting staff. It's, it's
2: fucking strange, man. <laughs> I don't get it. It, it was it, the most controversial sending off for me, uh, really, of the weekend. Besides, I mean, Tim Reams up there with it. Mateus Nunez deserves his. He's a uh, West Ham.
0: West Ham got one too. Uh, they, uh, the new signing, the center back. Uh, Aguino, um the they scored their goal, their first goal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he got a second yellow and sent off, and yeah. one of them, and one of the but two yellows second, was for mouthing, the first one, because the yeah. second one was at tackle, which right.
2: was R- right, that but was it the just, deserving of a yellow. But even that was discussed prior to the season. We're clamping down on people talking back, all the fake card waving, you know, doing this yeah. and that kind of stuff. Of which Except your guy didn't fucking get one when he did get it a four times. Time. <laughs> he didn't get
0: one. I think For, he was a, running around following the ref, going, please give me one. And do he do was that. on a yellow. He didn't do that. <laughs> but, and here's the thing he was on a yellow already. He was on a yellow he already. He could have gotten sent off. It's just the inconsistency has been just dog shit. And if you're going to call a foul and a second yellow for putting your palm, the no, back, back of your, of your hand, hand on somebody's hip, then I'm sorry, by that rationale, while I do not feel it was a penalty, you should have called the Ezy foul a penalty. By that rationale, if you're going to fucking call that foul and give a yell like... And send a
2: player off because of it.
0: And then a guy, although pulling his leg back, still made contact with a player inside the box, like... It's just the ref lost the fucking plot.
2: Absolutely did. He
0: was just throwing around yellow cards randomly, but then not being consistent within the yellow cards and like it's weird. But it the, was the, it was baffling. It, it was, was a fucking baffling. Very good penalty by Odegaard. Mm-hmm. And what I oh and also absolutely a penalty. Hundred percent. Absolutely a penalty. Didn't if now if Johnston had touched any part of that ball, it's not. Yeah, not no, a penalty. I, I would have. But with he that. didn't get to the ball, and and Saka did exactly what he's supposed to do get to the ball first and put the ball far enough away that the keeper can't get to it. That was Odegaard that took the pen. Saka <laughs> one. I'm saying Saka's the one who got the penalty, got it, called for him. Because... Oh, no, it
2: was Nketiah. Oh, okay. It in was Ketia, Ketia Ketia that, that it turned. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I thought it was Saka was the one who got When fouled. he turned, he put the ball to the outside and yeah.
0: left his legs there in yeah. Freddie Uberg yeah. style oh, from back he was, look, he was looking for the foul, which is 100%. exactly what you should do like in that circumstance. I want my striker doing that. I want every, every striker yeah, doing it. Like, 100%. Get to the ball before the keeper does. Knock it away from the keeper so he can't touch it. Because if you knock it anywhere near the keeper and he does touch it. You're done. Ain't a foul. Yeah. And, but it's just the, the fucking inconsistency, man. The fucking it, inconsistency. It, it was a
2: weird weekend for referees. <laughs> <sighs> Say that.
0: And, and you know this is all going to balance out, but... But then you look back at other things that they've called over the years, and it's like, is this just the year that they're going to hand out cards for people mouthing off? And then next season, it'll go right back to right the back way to it me. was?
2: It's just the whole thing's just kind of stupid. And it results, it puts you in a position to get involved. It makes refereeing more about the refs affecting the game than it does about just maintaining a level of order to where this – the spectacle can be the spectacle. Right. And that's, nobody wants to see a red. If someone deserves it, obviously, yeah, sure. But are you going to tell me Takahiro Tomiyasu deserves a fucking red card for those two things he did? He had the ball for eight seconds. I heard somebody say the other day, you know what? If a, if somebody's wanting to throw the ball in, give the two players that didn't make a good enough run a yellow card. Yeah. Because what is he supposed to do? Just gift away possession? Right. Just supposed to throw it away for no reason? For no no reason?
0: reason? So give the people that aren't moving the yellows, not the person holding the ball. i got to say, I've never seen a man get a red card for lovingly brushing someone's hip with the back of their hand. Oh, fuck. Sure money!
2: Well, when you know me, it is. Yeah, it is. How after, about
0: that? After going 0
2: for 37.
0: I was going to say, it only took you 38 times to finally hit it. After going 0 for 37
2: last season, your boy, Graham, hit a bet. I am now up 314 motherfucking dollars. And, of course, I immediately let it go to my head. But I'm going <laughs> to save that for another time. Uh, for, Well, the end of the segment, not another time.
0: Uh, Because, Sam, I want to hear what happened to you. And um, what your bet is this week? As our degenerate gambling friend Pat always likes to say, Chelsea fucked my bet, and uh, I am down the hole, down in the hole, one hundred dollars. But that's okay because
1: Big Sam's luck <laughs> of the week.
0: This will immediately fix my problems, Mister Graham, and it's very simple. I'm going to take City to beat Dublades Blades with over three and a half goals, and Holland to score at an even plus two hundred, which will put me in the black. Nice and simple, and also. I sacrifice for us, the couple losers. It is empty, and it needs to be fed. And I have written, we sacrifice this bet, so we may all win more. Nice. It's the first one going in. <laughs> Good. Oh, well, there we go. Well, thank you for doing that. That's the, it's the least I can do. We've got to get we got to get W's, and I'm gonna go ahead and give this one to the couple losers. All right. I, did fucking, get, I... ch- fucking Chelsea losing a goddamn West Ham. I did get a W. <laughs> you did.
1: And now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of a Week.
2: Hey, buddy. What's happening? Hey, how's, how's it going, guys? Oh, you know, I'm just about to go to Morton's. <laughs> <laughs> I got some
5: motherfucking money. <laughs> for one, you're just going by yourself? <laughs> yeah, y'all just didn't win. <laughs> no, I'm just saying $300 is going to get you one bottle of wine and one steak and a couple of drinks and... And a couple of uh uh appetizers and that's it. Yeah,
2: perfect. My kids don't need anything.
5: Okay. <laughs> uh, how did I do? I, I went uh, one for three. So no I not I last place currently.
0: Yeah, you're down two hundred then, right?
5: Nah, one one thirty Because okay. I did hit the back for sixty five bucks. Got it. Very so. good, very good. Yep. So you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Okay, it's, uh, as you they know, say. It's, so not, what, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon.
2: So what do you got this
5: week? Uh, all right, so this week I'm going to do uh, a two-game parlay, and I'm going to take uh, the goal line and two games, and they're kind of favorites, so you know, shocker. So I'm going to do uh, Manchester United minus one-and-a-half goals over Forest at minus 110, and Manchester City minus two goals over Sheffield at minus minus. One oh five and I just checked it and it's actually gone uh the minus two has gone up to like minus one twenty five. So I don't know if a lot of money came in on it or what, but uh you can't get those odds anymore. But okay. uh hundred it's it. uh two seventy. Right. And, and and of course if there's a push where it's like uh city only wins by two, then it'll just resort back to a single game, you know. Oh, okay.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. So, if one pushes, it then goes to a one-game bet.
5: Yeah, because the minus one and a half, you can't push in mm. that. So, perfect. It'll really be determined on on Saturday. All right. Cool. If I'm be playing, uh, I guess. I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. So, have the rest of your weekend, Don
2: not bad <laughs> but thank you for your time as always and I wish you good luck uh, uh, in your in your betting my friend
5: okay well hey couple only a week away from Saturday the college football
0: so where where Pat <laughs> really loses his money
5: yeah. where his wife
0: <laughs> gets extra mad at him
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. alright guys I'll talk to you next week yeah man All thanks right, brother
0: He's so fucking funny. <laughs> so I can't uh, I can't. like I'm sitting here writing on the back exactly what time we're at I we're know. trying to narrow this show down yeah. a little bit and then he's just like so what are you guys up to this what's weekend? going on man so how's it going in your world hey. we're just like you, both of us Pat all three of he... us just look at each other and laugh because we're just like we're trying to get the show done and Pat's
4: even like Mel no, I'm gonna be in bed by 830 I'm like well then Pat speed up
0: <laughs> yeah no
2: yeah, shit precisely <laughs> alright so like I said I'm letting my winnings go to my head and I am betting 100 smackaroos Of uh, the 314 that I am now up on a one, two, three, four, five, six game parlay.
0: (laughs) Wow.
1: But
2: it should come in. Chelsea over. You said that 37 times last year. (laughs) Chelsea over Luton. Uh huh. Tottenham over Bournemouth. Okay. Arsenal over Fulham. Uh huh. Brighton over West Ham. Okay. City over Sheffield United. And there to be over two and a half goals in that game.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Plus 6.05. Oh, you were inspired by my uh, over as well. Yeah, "Yeah, a little bit. Goals in that game.
2: Plus 6.05 for that six gamer. Uh, And I think that's going to be a winner, winner, chicken
0: dinner. Well, speaking of chicken dinners, you know who's up and not chicken dinner? Fucking kitty.
4: Well, Kitty opened with an easy win, and so she sits at one and nothing. Now uh,
0: I just wanna know.
4: I gave Kitty Newcastle (laughs) hosting Liverpool. Now I was surprised to find that Kitty had a night light.
0: Hmm. Nightlife. I'm sorry, the uh, ghostwriter.
4: Nightlighted as a smash-up DJ back in the early 2000s. Do you want yeah. to rewrite that on the on the fly?
0: Yeah, the smash-up DJ back in the... Did smash-ups.
4: Uh, It'll
0: all make sense. Keep it going. Linkin Park uh, and Jay-Z were the yeah, best of those smash-ups.
4: Uh, now, she went under the stage name... DJ K. Scrambled. (laughs) Because
0: she went into K-holes, so K. Scrambled. Uh, Also for Kitty. Okay,
4: so let me try this again. I was surprised to find out that Kitty (laughs) nightlighted as a smash-up DJ back in the early 2000s. Yes, she did. She went under the stage name DJ K. Scrambled and is best known for her house smash-up sampling Money for Nothing from Dire Straits Mm. and help from the Beatles. Okay. Well, that's odd because Marcus Newcastle But John Lennon was Liverpool, so in a Mm. very weird way, I'm just going to assume the chicken's picking a draw. That sounds like it.
0: It was a smash-up of a Liverpool fan and a Newcastle fan. I'd say, you know, I'd like to hear that done under a house beat up. I bet you it was probably pretty fucking
4: slamming. You know, I appreciate that you explained that to me while I explain (coughs) to you and everybody else. To gamble legally and responsibly... All That's right. It. No button to press. I, <laughs> I want to press a button, but I got nothing. I did I'm
0: driving the fucking bus. I was ready to go right and you had to get, 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 let me fucking run this shit. Sounds like you wrote that
2: while you were driving.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's going to wrap
2: it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Yeah. Uh we already went over the d-back so I just have one quick um, editing note. Uh do you know why that didn't read correctly? It's because it's not night lighting. It's
0: moonlighting when you do another job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I should have said moonlighting. I said, you know, (laughs) I'm sorry. Kitty's Kitty's ghostwriter (laughs) used the wrong word. He
4: also had remember to gamble legally in the very beginning. Like it was all sort of jacked up. I just make
0: Sometimes we make mistakes.
4: (laughs) Uh, Ben Holmes is calling you out, Graham. He thinks uh, he says, even I am hesitant to take Chelsea over Luton. <laughs>
2: That's pretty funny. Noted, That's
4: coming from Ben. Noted, Chelsea True.
2: supporter. <laughs> no, Ru- Ryan Sterling. If he plays as he did these last two weeks, th- that is easy days.
0: Yeah, the way him, Luton him and she well.
2: The way Luton looked Yeah, I just don't see where yeah, they're going to stop. Their Chelsea. best
0: performance was this week. They didn't play. They didn't pl- <laughs>
2: That's the only reason they moved up the
0: table Because Saul's goal difference fucked it <laughs> Yeah, exactly <laughs> Parting words? no that was it that's all right uh, you very good moon all right well thank you very much for joining us next up is injury time we're going to talk about uh we're going to chat a little bit about fantasy talk about the ibs and preview the weekend's matches sam if somebody wants to find injury time how they go about doing it
2: absolutely it's patreon.com forward slash d football show uh just sign up set up one five dollar tier and you get those two extra shows sound check which is our actual sound check uh, we uh mel checks the levels we make sure the ipad works <laughs> Yes. And and, uh, catch up from the weekend and talk a lot about our personal lives and that kind of stuff. So you get a little extra insight into us. Uh, And then Injury Time, which is our preview show, as Sam mentioned.
0: Um, so, yeah, check it out. It's pretty Excellent. cool. If you want to support the show in any other way, of course, go check out our Drip Shack uh, link tree on all of our social media sites. And also just dripshack.com Yep, as Look well. At that. Mel, it's like we've been doing it for six years or something. We, we've done that twice tonight. <laughs> Hashtag simpatico. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then and there's another show title. <laughs> um, and, of course, finally, uh, be sure to check out our DU does EFL show uh, that comes out every single Thursday where we recap the rest of the league. Until next week, everybody. Hey, programming question. Uh-huh. I think Smash Williams should be on the Get to Know the Host show. Yes. What do you think? Definitely about that? Smash Williams should because be on the Get to Know the Host show. Mel. No. What do you think about it? Yeah? Yeah.
4: Okay, whatever. <laughs>
0: Until next week, everybody. I'm
1: Evan Williams. I'm Evan Williams. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. little fans have another Sam. Great day, the fucking gooner Graham. The stuff of a Lord. Looks great and shorts. Sam Graham, Hit the fuckin' new button!